0: Oh man, oh man, Frankie! It's good to be back here. I miss your basement. I miss how your basement looked. You miss this place? Yeah, I do. I do, <laughs> Frankie. I had the funniest <laughs> thought earlier. I was I realized like you know I'm dropping Jasmine off in high, high school now.
1: High school. That's incredible. is that, that That doesn't
0: even make sense. It's to nuts. Me. I it's
1: remember that kid when she was born?
0: I know, and it, it it's surreal to me because she's going to the exact same high school that I graduated from. That's even awkward. <laughs> And now that I'm looking at it, I just remember how awkward I was in high school. Like, so when I was coming up, a lot of guys, like, you remember when we, everybody, you know, once you got your cell phone, you was the man. Like, you was talking to everybody. And all my friends, like, I hung out with a lot of dudes who were a lot more tougher than I was. Okay. (laughs) I wasn't the toughest. I was the funny guy. So... (laughs) So you're the one that was like, why we got to fight? Yeah. I was like, come on, guys. Come on. Let's, let's, Let's all get along. Like, I was that guy. Like, fighting was the last thing I wanted to do. So anyway, like I'm looking at it and I'm like, man, I was so corny. Like I remember when you know when you, you used to leave like voice like you, when you used to do your voicemail, when you used to set up your voicemail mailbox and you would have the music playing in the background and I used, I remember my friends just being way cooler than I was. I don't know if it's because they had a big brother growing up. I'm an only child. I don't know if they had a cool uncle schooling them, but I didn't have that. So my friends when they would set up their voicemail mail, mailbox It'd be real cool. It would have a lot of swag. So they'd be like, hey, you know who it is. And they have rap music in the background. It'd be like Wu-Tang in the background. Cash rules all, everything around me. Cream, get the money. And be like, yeah, you know who it is. Leave your message at the sound of the beep. And then they'd jump off. And then, then one of my friends, yo, it's me. You heard? You know what to do? Da-da-da. And then you had me. Then you had me, Frankie. My sensitive r <laughs> self. So, Wait. so everybody's walking around with Wait. thug life stuff, and you're over here with. And like, here I am, Frankie. I'm over here like <laughs> I play way too much music. I got Key Sweat in the background. It's like I want your body, and I'm like you reach for Sean till the very last drop. So the, pro- the problem
1: with that was <laughs> that name. if they heard you, you are gonna get your butt whooped.
0: Yeah. The best part is Frankie. My my voicemail lasts like five minutes, so no one ever left me a voicemail. Because they couldn't even get past the stupid intro. No, and the worst part of that is
1: that you took up a lot of the space already. So it's like they were only going to be able to leave you like a five-second voice. Yeah, exactly.
0: I'm I'm taking up the whole mailbox. So by the time they got to... And I'm like narrating through the whole song. Like, you've reached Sean, And I want to play show. (laughs) I can't get to the phone right now. (laughs) I want to hold you. (laughs) But anyway, long story short. So then, once my friends started picking on me, like, "Yo, your voicemail is way too long," I was like, "I bet I'm gonna get my thug on." I started rapping on my voicemail box. Shut up. <laughs> so you yo, did fricky, not, Ricky. I had a Casio keyboard, and I will put the beat on, and I rap to it. I'm like, "Wait, what was my trash rhyme? I can't even remember." I'm busy right now. Can't get to my phone, so leave for a message at the sound of the tone. No, you didn't. With your, with your Casio with, with my Casio's
1: standard beat boom Ka. Ka. That, that thing was like 16 inches of keys were all
0: small and shit
1: and you're Yo. over here making it sound like you're in the Yo, studio
0: for all the women who avoided me back then I get it <laughs> if you thought I was Cordy back then listen you were raised right cause I was I was trash
1: that's a little embarrassing dude I don't know if you should've told people that
0: oh man we sh- I should've saved that for the podcast <laughs> no we're live no now <laughs>
1: No, no. See, this is the good thing. I like to hit record (laughs) and go live, and then let you go with your little rant. So we it it cools you down a little bit. This is amazing. This one one was a little awkward. Okay, (laughs) I probably shared too much. Yeah, that's a little too much. All right, Frank, go ahead. Let's get into it. (laughs)
0: Let's rock this one. Uh oh, we back, y'all. Oh yeah. Let's go. We've been gone for a minute, Frankie. Yeah, we're back. Uh. Uh-huh. So it told you that we won't stop. Yeah, gotta get the energy right in here.
1: Oh, we getting it. We got a lot to talk about.
0: Oh man, we got a lot to cover, man. We've been gone for too long. Way too long. I don't know how we're gonna fit this all in 90 minutes, but we'll do what we can
1: it's gonna be interesting but we're gonna we're gonna fit it in we got a lot to talk about
0: yeah and if anything we'll we'll try to save some for the next episode I guess (laughs) oh man Bob, loving the vibes man ain't no stopping baby come on let that chorus run hit one more time Hey, here's the bridge boom come on everybody start moving them shoulders oh we turning up Uh Oh, man, this make you want to clean the house. Oh, we're back. (laughs) Ooh. You vacuum to this. All right, let's get into it. Presents, presents Life lessons with with idiots. I'm your host, Rashawn, with my boy over there, Frankie. Come for the music and comedy, but stay for the lessons. They're not the smartest in the room.
1: This is what pissed me off. I would get one piece, right? And they're like, you know, you got to save something for everybody else. I got one piece! But they're definitely not the dumbest. Now
0: let's get into it. Life lessons with idiots. With idiots. Yo, yo, we got our drop, baby. <laughs> we sound like real professionals. Yo, we right sound now. like we're
1: in a real studio. <laughs> this is amazing. Meanwhile, we're in my shed.
0: <laughs> we're in a she shed. We're in, we in, we in your she shed. Kim. Oh, we ain't going to discuss
1: the she shed right now. We ain't going to discuss that
0: right now. But yeah, we, you know, we sound a little legit now. I love it. I love it, man. Way to bring it in. Love the energy in the room. Oh, man, it's good to be back, Frankie. We had a little bit of a hiatus, but we're going to get into it today, man.
1: Oh, yeah, we're definitely going to be talking about the hiatus.
0: Oh, yeah, this is Infinity War. This is Titanic. You're going to be here a while. Strap up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right, awesome. You know what? So like we begin every show, Frankie, let's go ahead and get into it with some of our awesome feedback. Um, Once again, welcome all new listeners and welcome old listeners. We appreciate all the people who've been with us since day one, and we appreciate all the people who are stepping in now to listen to us, and uh, we hope you guys entertain, and as always, we love to get your feedback. Feel free to send an email to idiots at gmail.com, and uh, yeah, we, we, we want to keep getting better at this, so we're always open to feedback. Uh, today is October 17th, 2021. Awesome. So, let's see. What are we going to start with the feedback, Frankie?
1: All right. One thing I'm going to start with, well, one of the feedback that I got, I actually got a call from... Well, before we touch the one that you have on, you, uh-huh. I, I actually got a call from a listener. Okay. Uh, so it's a, it's a DJ that I know. Okay, cool. Uh, he's like, yo, I, I heard your podcast. It's straight funny. You guys are great.
0: Oh, awesome.
1: You guys, you, got, you can tell you guys, you guys have chemistry. Everything's working well. You guys have something. Just keep it going. His suggestion was, I have to slow down.
0: Oh, man. He trying to put a speedometer on you? like he Yeah, to, he, he try- said that I talk <laughs> way too fast. Frankie. We, I don't think you're talking fast. I think they're listening slow. Uh, that's <laughs> what I thought, you
1: know? I, I, it could be that he's listening a little slow, but he, he nah. just says that I talk fast. And the thing is that I don't hear it because obviously it's me. Yeah. And you. we've been around for so many years.
0: Yeah, that's like regular. It's
1: like regular. So he said the good thing is that. When you start to talk, when I start going off at like 90 miles an hour, he he's like you're you bring it you bring me back down to like oh man I'm the like speed the limit cool so <laughs> so it's like oh man I'm getting pulled over again regulators. <laughs> <laughs> So he told he told me, "Yeah, you got to slow down. You just talk way too fast."
0: You know what It's It's probably because when we get excited, you, you just can't help yourself. You just start, you put that junk in how, in eighty.
1: But how, <laughs> how can you not get excited? We're sitting here, cracking right? jokes, cracking jokes, talking about stuff that nobody ever heard of, like yeah. us talking about. You know, it's just like we're feeling comfortable.
0: Yeah, this is a rude awakening for my mother-in-law. God bless her. Oh my man. god, dude, there's there are some
1: people. So another thing I got real quick was there's like. Another DJ says, said to me, So when you do your live DJ show, you hate being on the mic. You're the worst one. You do not have a voice.
0: You're for all DJing. about the music. You don't do any like, like, come on, get up, everybody. So, so he'd be like,
1: You know, he's like telling me, he's like, Oh, Frank, you know, you're like a quick shout out to the room, you know, <laughs> and uh, uh, to this guy. You like to do from one to years. Yeah. So, but he's like, But on, but on your podcast, it's like, you're normal. Oh. But, yeah, because I'm not talking to myself. I, You know, I'm like, I have somebody I can look at. You know, it's like, I can see your facial expressions. And he's like, yeah, but you need to take that to the other side. Of the I, ass I that's, a, that's
0: a good critique. That's a good critique. I, yeah, I like I, it. I like I'll it. take it. <laughs> but it's
1: it's it's still funny that I got two. you know, so I guess they want me to do more talking while I'm DJing and mixing versus me playing music. I don't no, know. No,
0: no, no. Save your voice for here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you ain't lying. Awesome, awesome. Nah, I appreciate the feedback. Um, And we got, guess what, Frankie? We got our email. We got an email from one of our listeners. I don't know if I should say the name. In fact, I don't know if I could say the name. Uh,
1: You can say it. It's Milagros.
0: Milagros. Man. All right, cool. Uh, So she said, great show. I just started listening. I love to know how you guys get over the hump of venturing into something new or entrepreneurship. Like, I'm amazed that you, Frankie, our DJ and now you have a podcast. How do you just take that dive with confidence and get over the fear of the unknown? I think that's a really good uh question there.
1: Yeah. So the fear of the unknown to me is not putting yourself out there. Mm. So to me, I'm like, why why can't I do it? Uh-huh. What's 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 the big deal of me turning around saying, Well, how hard could it be? Exactly. So as far as I'm concerned, I didn't take a big step. Mm-hmm. I challenged myself, saying it's time for me to do something new. Um, As for entrepreneurship and and all that other stuff, that all co- that all comes with putting yourself out there. Yeah. So, uh, one of the best things I've learned is that if you don't fail, you can't succeed. Mm. So failure. It's part the, of the experience. It's, yeah. it's part of the experience of you know of success. Yeah. So yeah. So I went out there when I started when I started DJing. Uh, the family was like, "Oh my God, he's murdering music." That's mm. how bad it was. Yeah. I mean, like I couldn't I couldn't put two beats together. You to were Jason Bates my... on the on a, oh, on, a, on a t- Oh my God! It was like cycles on the turntables. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, it was horrible. Family was embarrassed, oh, no. and there was nobody in the house. Just me practicing. They, and was they like, were embarrassed. They was like,
0: "Anybody else got Spotify or a playlist they think we could put on? Yeah, <laughs> anything from the '70s will do fine. <laughs> anything. Just but put on Z100. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the
1: thing was that I was determined. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I and I told them, "All right, so you know, if I get good at this and I actually get my own show and all that on one of the stations that are, you know, that are online." Mm-hmm. Um, I'll prove to you that it doesn't matter how old you are you can actually yeah. if you put the determination into it guess what you're going to succeed because you're going to practice and you're going to practice and you practice and sure enough I did I ended up um Taking lessons, up, a lot of lessons from a couple of the DJs from the Veteran Squad Radio, which what? is the station I play on.
0: Shout out to the Veteran uh, Squad DJ
1: Kojak. Uh, actually, would would uh, have me come over to his house and explain to me some of the concepts. DJ ES, nice. Another great DJ. we be like, okay, Frank, you need to understand the tempos. You need to understand yeah. this and how to blend and certain and special effects and all that. So I took what they taught me, uh-huh. and I and I put it into the into the art because it is an art.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: All right. Because not everybody can mix two songs together mm-hmm. and make it sound like one. Absolutely. A hundred percent.
0: I think you hit the you hit the big nail on the head though with that whole thing. I think the regret of never trying is that fear is greater than the regret of actually trying. Like I think I have more fear of me never attempting because then I'm gonna always look back on my life and say, What if? What if I would have did this? What if I would have gave myself a chance? Or what if I would have put myself out there? And that's the worst kind of thing because then you run into a bunch of people who see you, know your love for a particular craft, whether it's music or whether it's drawing, whether it's dancing, and they just look at you and they hit you with that that line that I hate to hear is, you know what, you have so much potential. Because then it looks like, thank you for recognizing my potential, but that just means that it was potential unfulfilled.
1: Exactly. So with that being said, you know, like, I don't want to live... I agree with you. I don't want to live with that regret.
0: Exactly. You know, you
1: go through your life experiences and it's like, you know, do I sit here and watch TV all day or do I learn something? Yeah. So that's how I ended up actually doing the DJ. Now, when it comes to the podcasting, that was the best thing. Yeah. Because you and I were actually texting about something.
0: And I yeah, I think originally you wanted to do a podcast on DJ and stuff because uh, I remember right. yeah, you was like, hey, I want to you know now that i learn, I want to help other people learn, and that was the original concept, I think. And then we're our text is going back and forth, and you're like, yeah, we should do one called
1: Life Lessons with Idiots, and I'm like, that's the perfect name. <laughs> Let's do this. So when it comes to this part of it, I realize one thing: you need a co-host.
0: Mm-hmm. You can't
1: you can't do this with somebody uh, by yourself. At first, I mean, like I don't know. Yeah. To me, it works that it's somebody else with me because I can feel like I'm me.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you get know, a better th- dynamic. It's good to bounce things off. of one You know,
1: so like when we're talking and you throw something out there that I don't know, nobody can tell. If my hands are up in the air. Only you, if, <laughs> if if you know, yeah. if, if you you know, if you're here. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you're by yourself, nobody knows what's going on. So that part of it was the connection that I thought I think that was needed for uh, for this to launch. Oh, absolutely. So. Is this something that you can call like entrepreneurship? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It could be it could be it, the beginning it could be, of one. But
1: it's the beginning of something. But mm-hmm. not letting the fear of what other people are going to judge you by mm-hmm. is the most important thing. Because I really don't yeah. care. I, to be honest, and I'm not being disrespectful to anybody. Yeah. Because trust me, I respect everybody. But if I was to go based on what other people think I oh, should you'll be never doing do in anything. life, I will, I will be a failure.
0: Exactly. And that's the big thing. I do feel like every single person, I know we're getting really deep on this one question, but I really feel like with uh, every single individual, you're born just as unique as the fingerprint you're born with. Absolutely. Like everybody has their own perspective. You ever see like people when they get into a car accident and it's like five different witnesses and each witness has a total different uh, viewpoint or a total different uh say on the matter and that's because everybody has their own unique perspective and I think everybody has their own unique gift that they could bring forth to the world so the key is trying to find out what it is that you love to do and what is it that you can bring forth to the world and how could it benefit others you know what I mean so I always feel like if the big part of the reason why I wanted to do this podcast was to not only just have a great outlet to hang out with my boy and, and crack jokes and laughter. But I also wanted to drop a few gems that I've learned throughout my life experiences to help anyone out there and also help my kids who are listening. Um, because I want this to be something that they could look back on and be like, "Dad, Oh, my dad told, he did say this. He did say this. He dropped a gem here. And even though in between the laughter, I hope people take away some of the, the cool lessons and the, the few gems that we got in place and, uh, you know, come away, but you know, a better person and and don't repeat the mistakes that I made.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, and and that's and that's the key. I mean, one of the reasons why we keep it the way we do, and mm-hmm. you, and a lot of and I listen to tons of podcasts, and people love to drop the f bomb, and they love yeah. to, because they think that that's what's needed for the attention. Exactly, to be able to, we don't need that. You know, I don't you, think so. I think you, you might. I might slip in a couple of words, you know, here and there, but nothing that's going to be disrespectful to anybody. Yeah. And
0: it's not going to be explicit. No, I, it's I, not. I don't, and I don't knock anybody that wants to go that route because that's how they communicate. But I do think, I like the way that we're able to keep it very Will Smith friendly. <laughs> <laughs> you say Will Smith, Fresh Prince friendly? Keep it very, I would say Bill Cosby, but we can't do that. Again, we can't go there. We He's can't go there. We can't talk about dur- Bill. another dirty old man. Yeah. Oh, man. But no, awesome feedback. Thank you very much, Milagros. Uh, much appreciated. And again, if you guys... Want to send an email or send uh, feedback, or you guys got questions? Feel free send an email to life lessons with idiots at gmail dot com. So awesome! So, um, so Frankie, I guess we should do address the elephant in the room. So, yeah. So. so, so all right. Another reason when we when we started this podcast, we kind of wanted to keep it very upbeat. We wanted to be very you know keep it very full with laughter, and again, like I said, filled with lessons and we try to avoid the three taboo topics to never talk about, which is uh religion, politics, and um people's what is the other third taboo is it salaries money money but i've been talking about money because no, that's no longer a taboo but,
1: but you're, you're talk, <laughs> but you're not talking about their money you're talking about. Making money. Making money, exactly. exactly. Which, is, which, is, which is totally different. Which is totally different.
0: But those are the three taboos. And unfortunately, uh, we have to touch on one of the taboo topics.
1: Yeah, we're going to touch on that. And um, first, want to tell you right now that there's going to be people that are going to listen to this podcast, and my phone's going to get blown up. Okay. Because nobody knows what happened the last three weeks. I've been getting yeah. messages when's the next recording, when you guys are going to go live again, and so on and so on. And... I didn't put anything out there because when it comes to certain things of my life, absolutely, I like to keep keep it personal, me. keep it private. Because then... because it's very important. It's very important that I don't put stuff out there uh, because I do believe in positive and negative vibes. Yep, I totally believe wholeheartedly. It. So um, if I put something out there, uh, you know, I don't want the negative vibes, and I don't want um, opinions of other people to try to jeopardize what I'm going through at the time.
0: Uh, absolutely. So that being said, yeah, so unfortunately, we're going to touch on the big coronavirus. Now, listen here. I don't think that really falls into one of the three taboos, but unfortunately, the virus has gotten politicized because of our current society. And I'm not going to go too much into the weeds. In fact, I'm going to let you start off, Frankie, and let's see where we take this.
1: <laughs> so um, we'll, we're going to go by the by way.
0: I'm sorry, Frankie, but before you begin, this all happened because you would not take my advice. I told you to avoid that man in the alleyway, but you thought he was charming and he told you he'd give you a free prostate exam and there you go. (laughs) But I had to pee. (laughs) No, go ahead. No.
1: So what ended up happening was, and I have no idea how it happened. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I got COVID. I ended up in the hospital for a week. Yeah. Um, I was sitting in my house not feeling well over a weekend and um, 100, 100, 101, 102, 103, yeah. five fever sitting in my house not knowing what's going on. Me thinking that I mean, maybe it's the flu. I don't know. Yeah. I, and I really didn't know. So um, I went to the hospital, right? And um, they turned around and they told me, you know, uh you, you tested positive for COVID, you need to go home and quarantine, mm. thinking that it wasn't too bad. Because yeah. my, my levels were under somewhat control because you know, they, they, yeah. they take you to the hospital, they give you medicine, it's you know, it, yeah. it's gonna help. Yeah, yeah. So they sent me home. Following day, okay, I'm sitting here and I have one of those oxymeters.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Where it your you know oxygen how much oxygen, levels oxygen
1: levels are. And I ended up
0: I think the, the range, yeah, you're supposed to be around 96, right. 95, somewhere, around, no longer lower than 95, I think.
1: Right. So, you, so I hit, I started hitting 90, 88, wow. 90, 88, 88, 86. So I call my doctor. And say he's asking me the symptoms, and he goes, I he goes, to me, do you have one of those oximeters? I said yes. He goes, where is it at now? He goes, 86. He goes, go to the ER.
0: Yeah, that's scary times.
1: So 103 fever, 103.5 fever. I get in my car. I drive myself
0: to the hospital. Look at that! All right, that's that Puerto Rican blood right yeah, there. Yeah, because I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna. Stop. Warrior. <laughs>
1: so I get to the hospital, and I'm gonna tell you right now, I couldn't walk, I couldn't breathe, I was sweating. Wow, uh, the fever was getting through me. The body aches were insane.
0: You were pop locking uh, involuntarily.
1: I, I, and I, when I, when I'm walking towards the ER, the, one of the nurses came out, and goes, "Are you okay?" And I said, "I have COVID, and I can't walk anymore." They brought me a wheelchair. Boom, yeah. right into the COVID section. I will tell you, this was the scariest thing I ever been through. Yeah, people that turn around, and again, I'm not gonna argue with other people's opinions, but people that say this is like the flu, yeah, they're wrong. Yeah, this is worse than the flu. When your body is in complete pain, every piece of your body is going through this this shock. You can't breathe. All right. Yeah, your oxygen levels. I mean, this is this was me.
0: Gasping, trying get to get air in air for air. Yeah.
1: And then for every time I took I breathed in, I was in pain. Wow. So I didn't know whether I should like slow down my breathing so I won't be in pain or breathe. Yeah, because I'm not, I'm gonna pass out.
0: Exactly. And it's nothing really they can even give you. Like I no. mean
1: so I get inside, I'm in the room, they're like, You're staying overnight. Yeah. All my levels started going up. My oxygen went down to eighty. Wow. So now it's no Jesus. longer the nasal cannula. Yeah. Now they put in the full face mask yeah. on me. And they're actually going ahead and telling me, you know, you're staying. Yeah. The worst thing is that I could not picture myself coming home. Wow. I'm when they put me in that room and they were like, You're gonna be here indefinitely. Jesus.
0: Cause that's that's what it was like, and you're alone, and I'm like, alone. There's, there's no f- you can't have family there because they can't you know risk anything with the family being there. But it's
1: no family. Okay, the only thing I had with me was my cell phone, and yeah. I was texting you know the family, immediate family, letting yeah. them know what's going on because I don't I didn't want to put it out there because it's enough pressure. Yeah, we all know that the outcome of COVID for many has been death. Yeah, and we recently know of somebody that actually went through it. You know, um, you know, lost a sibling mm-hmm. because of it. All right. Again, that's the worst case scenario of it. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you from me, what I went through easily tell you honest truth. I thought I was going to die. Yeah. Doctors in there. I had a, I had a, I had a nurse monitoring me, watching me 24 seven, the room that I was in being sure that I didn't pass out again. Cause mm-hmm. I passed out a couple of times. Um, Telling me to get on my side or to my stomach, Jeez. and I couldn't because the pain was so bad. Yeah. It's, imagine, like, open cuts
0: yeah. and oh. throwing salt on it. And, and then rolling and it. And then in trying it. to roll. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not happening.
1: Extremely painful. So, you know, and the doctors ask you all these questions about, you know, like, um, you know, do you have the vaccine? Do you have this and do you have that? And this is where I'm going to tell you where my personal opinion.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have the. I, I took the shot. I mm-hmm. have the shot, okay? Did it help me? I don't know. Yeah. Did it not help me? I don't know. But I will tell you this. Uh-huh. I'm here today. Yep. So as far as I'm concerned, it did help. Mm-hmm. Because I'm overweight. I have high cholesterol. And the reality is I'm an older dude. You know, I'm not I'm not thirty five. You know, I'm I'm fifty. Yeah. So I didn't have those things going for me. There were other people that ended up in the hospital. Uh-huh. They were healthier. They didn't have the shots. They didn't make it.
0: Wow. Right there in the same, like, almost room with you. Like, yeah, I mean, so, two rooms down, you seeing these people going through it.
1: So you, so it's like, okay, you know something? Yeah, it did help me. Now, people's like, yeah, but you, had the, you, you got the vaccine. But I had the vaccine six months ago. Yeah. So six months ago. So I'm at the end of the, like, yeah the strength of the vaccine. So, yeah, I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. Many are. But if I didn't have it, I don't know what the outcome would be. It could have been worse.
0: It could have easily went the other way.
1: All right. So I'm not. I'm, I don't tell people what they should and they shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. And I have some people that turn around and say to me, you know, I'm gonna leave it in God's hands. If he wants, if he wants me to survive. Yeah. And here's my theory behind that. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm gonna be straight raw. Okay. Here we go. God gave man a brain
0: (laughs) to use it, to use
1: it. Yeah. So you have science out there. Yeah. This thing, science did not come from somebody else. God gave them a brain.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. So use the information that is out there. So here's
1: the science. Mm -hmm. God said, you're going to help heal people. You might not be able to cure everybody, but you're going to get enough to keep them going.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: So I believe in the science. Mm hmm. So if it, if you don't believe that this is going to work for you, do me a favor. Don't drink aspirin.
0: Yeah, exactly. Tylenol.
1: If you've got high blood pressure, don't take your blood pressure pills. Yeah. You know, because guess what? That's the science, the saving people. And those people that are turning around and telling me, oh, I have God on my side. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Mm -hmm. God is really telling you that he taught man how to use his brain to come up with a vaccine to help you save your life. If you think that God's not sending you a sign,
0: yeah, you got problems, man. You cooking with fish grease today. I wasn't expected to go this far, but you know what? You know why we did? Come on, I'm getting the sauce with you. So I'm also vaccinated. And I made that decision. And this, and, I, and this is coming from a person who never had a flu shot, never believed in any of that, always relied on my own immune system to take care of everything. Um, but when this virus came about and I got coronavirus last year, the week of Thanksgiving, Fortunately for me, my case didn't get as severe as yours. Um I I had I did have the chills, I did have the aches. Um and I did I was very fatigued and my energy actually didn't come back for like 2 or 3 weeks. Like I didn't like where I felt normal again. Um my wife lost her taste for easily over 7 months uh before her taste came back. So um yeah, we and my, and my son got it and my daughter didn't. So um, the reason why we went ahead to get vaccinated, because I know a lot of people who got it and they say, hey, I don't want to get vaccinated because I got the antibodies. I don't, I don't need to get it because I have it in my system. And by all means, I am in no position. I'm not a scientist, and I'm not one to try to convince people to say, you should get vaccinated. However, I chose to get vaccinated only because I actually sat down and joined web webinars where they had different doctors and different scientists go into details about the trials that they ran. They went into detail about uh, the number of uh, adverse effects from people who have taken it and to throw a stat out there. I think you brought up Tylenol and ibuprofen. I think I looked up and it said like 16,000 people die a year over aspirin and a hundred thousand and are hospitalized because of aspirin, because people don't know that aspirin actually has adverse reactions to your gut. Now, the vaccine, the number of deaths, and again, not all these deaths are because of the vaccine, but they are linked to it because these are people who are vaccinated and they still died. I think the number is half of that. It's like around 8,000 from, from as of September or something. Right. I looked it up because I just wanted to get an idea. And I always check on this because I always hear people say, hey, I'm not getting vaccinated because, you know, you could die and you could have this kind of reaction. I, I, one thing I want to say is that the vaccine is not meant to give you immunity. Is not, it's to protect you the same way as if you was in the car and you had to wear a seatbelt. So the seatbelt may not save you from every car accident you've been in. You might still die even though you drove safe, even though you exactly. had your seatbelt on. You were in the right lane, but a drunk driver came, hit you in a certain way, and then you passed away. That's not the seatbelt's fault. That's just unique circumstances. However, if you know that, hey, I'm a healthy person I'm in this age bracket where the symptoms are usually mild. I don't like to be just good enough. Like, oh, I'm a hundred percent protected. I like to be a hundred and twenty percent protected. So oh, even if this vaccine gives me ten, five percent, or whatever it is, I'm gonna take it because the consequence of not taking it is death. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. And and that's where I think people are misunderstanding. I think that people have taken the the actual COVID. Uh, shot the shots mm-hmm. and all that, and they think it's more political than anything. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell you, this is not a U.S. thing.
0: Yeah, this, looks this global, is a global exactly. thing. Exactly. So this is around you the world. can't
1: tell me that the president of Australia is out to yeah. get us.
0: and you know what's really crazy? <laughs> what's really crazy is that U.S. is one of the. I, th- I saw a crazy stat. I think we make up like uh, four four percent of the world's population, or something like that. Because you know, India, China, they're huge. We make up four percent of the world's population yet we make up almost 20% of the number of COVID deaths in the world. In the world. Yeah, no, I know. From a global, we make up 20%. That is crazy. We're not, we're 4% of the global population, and we make up 20% of the deaths. And how is it that we are making up that many deaths when we are the supposedly the number one country? I I love, I believe, you know, red, white, and blue. This is my country, blah, 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 you know? Exactly. But we're dying in record numbers, but... Listen, I don't want to, I know that, and I'm not going to say people who aren't vaccinated are, you know, are stupid people, because there there are a number of things that I could say that people can't get vaccinated. Like, I know that there's people who are in impoverished communities where they, they don't have benefits, right? and they have to pay an arm and a leg to get vaccinated.
1: And that, and that is true. By the yeah. way, just because they turn around and say that you can go get the vaccine yeah. for free, that's not 100%. That's not 100% true. And that, these people and getting that has billed. Happened. There, some, somebody's getting a bill.
0: I'm talking about like $240 for a shot. And then oh, yeah. a lot of these people who are not as well off, they also can't afford to take off work. You know what I'm saying? They can't take off work to go get a shot and then be sick for a whole day or whatever until their body recovers. They Because they, they're living check to check. So Absolutely. they can't take that time off. So I, I do think there are gray areas of people who can't take it. Um, and I, I feel f- and I sympathize for those people. So I think there's things in our country that we should do to help those people who who can't get it, that want to take it. Um, but that's a whole other story. So yeah, my opinion is, is like, you know, every, do your due diligence. I know that people fear what they don't understand. And a lot of people hate what they fear. And you fear more so what this vaccine could do rather than what it could be for, as a benefit for you. It's always easy to find the negative article or the negative take on getting vaccinated, just like it is on finding the negative in anything. And oh, unfortunately, the negative spreads faster than the positive. Always. And that's just what life. Yeah. Rumors, whatever it might be, a the rumor conspiracy goes theories farther
1: <laughs> than anything.
0: You know what it is? Why well, tell the truth when a lie is more entertaining? Absolutely. So that's my hot take.
1: Yeah, so Listen, there are people out there that are anti vax for whatever reason they are, and I'm fine with that. And there are people out there that don't want the shot because they just don't feel like they need it, mm-hmm. and that's and that happens, and that yep. has happened. But if you're not going to do that, okay, I learned one thing strengthen your immune,
0: exactly, drink
1: those vitamins. Listen, I wasn't taking vitamins or anything. Now I'm popping them things before I even speak to anybody in the morning. You know, I'm like, my vitamin C, my vitamin D, I got my zinc, I got my probiotics. I'm drinking it because that's going to also help you fight it. And as you get older, you're going to realize you're going to need more of that than anything else.
0: I just find it always ironic when people be like, I don't want to take that vaccine because I don't know what's in it. They're trying, I'm glad we got over the microchip era because I was just like, (laughs) fam. The microchip in your system, um, you think the government's tracking you. What, they need this shot for you to take to track you. Your cell phone and your social media gives them more information than they'll ever get on you. And you gave it voluntarily. You yeah. bought the phone. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> you, you, don't you read that fine print? Yeah. Nobody reads the fine
1: print, right? No, no. And then it says, oh, we're going to give you this phone for $199, right? But you got to trade in your phone. But on the bottom line, somewhere in the really, really small print that you don't even see it says,
0: oh, we're also... Give, you're also giving us the right to... Exactly. ...to your data. To distrib- and distribute it.
1: But you want to know why? Because people want stuff for free.
0: Yeah. How do you think Facebook gets paid? It's not
1: through the ads that no one clicks. It's through your data. Yeah. You take a picture, guess what? They got a background. They're looking at your background. Do do, 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 your, do an experiment. Mm-hmm. Go on Facebook, right? And then, while you're on Facebook, open another browser page, okay? Yeah. And search something, like, I don't know, uh, fire alarms. Yeah. Then go back to Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And how many fire alarm ad- ads are you going to have? Oh, now? absolutely. Because they're reading your data.
0: Exactly. So Not if you're that, worried about that, they're partnered with Google, Google Ads. They all are. So if you're using everything, Google to Google everything, which is what I do. Yeah. Everything that Google's has, all your history, everything that you ever searched for. So if you're searching for that mole that you don't know where it came from and why can't you get rid of it, you're gonna see Mole Cream,
1: yeah, <laughs> coming up, <laughs> absolutely on your ads. But that's what it comes down to. Yeah. It's like this is this is where we are. You know, you know, people are like worried about the microchip. It's not the microchip. You know, yeah. you're being followed regardless. Yeah. Okay, it's about you getting better. Exactly. Okay. The vaccine is not going to be something that's going to be that's going to be a one-time shot. It's like the flu shot. Everybody yeah. every year you're going to have to get it. Yeah. Every year you're going to have to do something to protect yourself. Many people get the flu shot and die.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: You know, between I think between 2019 2020, they said about 52,000 people died of the flu. Yeah. This is not. This is during COVID.
0: Yeah. Bro, but, I. You know what? You just reminded me of something. I, I really recommend every every person. I think I told you. I texted you the time of the pandemic. There's a game that you could download called yeah, Plague. Yeah, I'm not playing that. <laughs> <laughs> that so was for, the
1: most disturbing.
0: So, so for people who don't know, the game Plague, you could download it from any app store, game store. And the game basically puts you in a role of a virus of your choosing. And you are, in the game, a virus trying to spread yourself across the world <laughs> before the humans could come up with a vaccine to eradicate you so it could be are as the vaccine as the virus you're making yourself more resistant to antibodies you're doing all these things and it's a game and you're trying to spread before the humans get you if you don't understand how viruses work or how they mutate and how they become worse over time and how the symptoms make worse over time play this game you'll get a good kick out of it you'll be killing people in the game i know it seems kind of sadistic but (laughs) It's educational because let me tell you something. I knew nothing about mutating viruses. I knew nothing about uh, all the different plays of of how a virus will resist certain antibiotics and stuff until I played that game.
1: Yeah, I, I so
0: I downloaded the game. I know. I told you,
1: and I was I said, like, download the game. So and this I, was at the so peak <laughs> of the pandemic. This was like in March last it's like year. March. It's like, oh, Yo, Frank, you got to play this game. So like, Yo, I you play this the game. game. And I, I played the first one. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> right. I'm so killing they, civilization. So I'm like, and then I'm like. All right, you know, a lot of people survived. Uh huh. Yeah. So then I'm like, I played it again. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my god, I got to go to Australia.
0: (laughs) No, I I always started in India. I was like, ooh, poor country, a lot of people. It's gonna spread. So, but,
1: but exactly that, and they actually show you how the mutation was going through. Yes. And I'm like, it's scary. But you know, the crazy thing is that that's exactly what happened here. That's exactly
0: what happened here. The surrealness of it all is crazy. Like you, you think it's just a game, and then you realize you're living this. And then you realize in the game, the humans were more equipped to deal with the virus yeah. <laughs> than actual society.
1: <laughs> yep. You're absolutely right.
0: But yeah, man, that, that's pretty much our hot take. Um well that's my hot take. I don't um you know, I do I just advise everybody, do your due diligence. I hate when I see on Facebook was like, I did my research. Like where where did you go? Are like you did you do more research than the scientists who developed it? Like, I mean, and again, to each his own. Like I'm I don't I don't uh I'm not here to convince or force anyone to take it. I'm unbiased. If you choose not to take it, that's the the blessed thing about our country. You had that freedom to do so. But I just hope you did your due diligence and did your research and made a decision that's good for you. You mentioned before how taking vitamins and stuff, right? Uh my my a friend of mine is a person who doesn't believe in any immunizations or anything. Takes nothing but organic stuff. Uh her ki- her kids take nothing but organic stuff and they take vitamins. And this is a person who lives by that truth. So, like, this person made their entire lifestyle to avoid all the things that we have in our sodas and everything that we have in our foods. Everything is all organic. I respect it. You're consistent in your lifestyle right. and your thought. I can see why you're not getting it. By all means, kudos to you. You did your your work, you're avoiding it. You know, I hope you don't get measles or polio, whatever it might be that's out there, because I don't know if the veggies are going to help prevent that, but you are doing your due diligence on what you can. But for the people who basically smoke weed, yeah. <laughs> go out and take everything else they ingest in their system, yeah. uh, you go to McDonald's, Yeah, we, I still don't know what's in those nuggets, but guess what? The nuggets are slamming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm going to stop eating the nuggets? Just give me the sauce. <laughs> yeah, the sauce is first ingredient, high fructose corn syrup. Yo, bring it over here, man. That sauce is slamming.
1: Yeah, no, but you know, again, this this, has, this is not the first time this happens where mm-hmm. it comes to somebody creating a, a vaccine and they're like, I'm not taking it. You know, when the polio, you said it, the yeah. polio, when that came out, when uh, I name, um, was named Salk, his last, his name, uh, Jonah Salk. Oh, okay. When the whole vaccine for polio, he went through some similar stuff, but guess what? Yeah. He got the cure. Yeah. He got the shot. Yeah. He got it out there. And guess what? People were against it. Hmm. Now they accepted it. So it's going to take some time. Yeah. And it's like everything else; it's going to happen.
0: And again, I get it. It's new. A lot of yeah. things are new that's going to scare people. And I'm gonna touch on a few of those new things as well later in the podcast. But so that's the reason. That's the reason for the hiatus, guys. <laughs> uh, my boy Frankie. I mean, it, it, I was texting him the whole time. We were talking the whole time when he was in the hospital, and uh, it got dark, and uh, I broke down. Yeah, and um, I, I'm, I'm grateful to have you still here with us. I, I, I think you know you have a higher calling on your life, and I think. Uh, this podcast wouldn't be alive or existing without you. So, well, I
1: thank you. Um, I'm happy to be here for this. Uh, to, be, to, to be honest with you, I you heard you heard because I spoke to you a couple of times. Mm-hmm. You heard how I was. Yeah. It was I couldn't do anything, but um, I'm I'm very thankful that I ended up going to a hospital where they took good care of me and mm-hmm. I and I listened.
0: And you lost a bunch of weight. And I did lose a (laughs) lot of weight. I ain't gonna lie. (laughs) Those, you are wearing skinny jeans, and they look amazing. (laughs) You weren't supposed to tell people You better work, honey. You better work. Oh, did you you, you take out the kicks, too? (laughs) Oh, Oh. shiny. Ow. Look at those Nikes. Oh, they look, oh, Oh, he came here clean. Look, I come here and see Frankie. He over here looking slim and trim. Aventura. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I... Let me tell you, it, it takes
1: you down because yeah. one of the things that ends up happening is you end up losing your appetite.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So I think we beat that one up. All right, we beat it
0: up, guys. We're going to get something fun now. You know what? Since I'm sitting here complimenting you, Frankie, give me <laughs> off the top of the head, let me just ask you something. What's the best compliment you ever got from a woman? Ooh, you know what it is cuz I don't get compliments. Like women, like even crumbing up. I never like most best, of us. best compliment yeah, I got from best a com- woman. Yeah, best compliment a woman has ever said to you. You have a beautiful family. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they, wow. Man, what do you do? The kids are beautiful. Oh my god, god And they bless. say it like, like 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 you, you made it? Yeah, it's like
1: <laughs> It's like yeah, add a little salt to that, you know. Yeah.
0: Some,
1: you know some Worcestershire
0: sauce, you know, and I make them. Yo uh, spot on, spot. Because you know what it is, I, like I want, I want, I want to have like I've never been the guy that like women would, like that women would go like crazy over like it's, it's funny because like I was watching Aquaman, and my wife saw Jason Momoa. <laughs> okay, let me just say, she loves Aquaman, <laughs> and I don't think it's because of his swimming. <laughs> Somebody got some explaining to do. Listen, listen. We we watched <laughs> Avengers. We went through the Disney timeline, uh, Marvel timeline, and uh, you know when Thor stepped on the screen, she gasped, <laughs> <laughs> and she said, <sighs> and she said hush to you at the same time. <laughs> there I am in my house wondering, do I belong here? But no, I was just awkward. wondering because like I never got the cool compliment. I always got like, oh, he's so nice. He's so funny. Oh, he he has nice hands. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the best
1: compliment I ever get is the fact that they say that I have a really good personality. Oh, not – And, and that's, like, that's like saying, oh, I'm the ugly
0: dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I could talk to Frankie for hours.
1: Yeah, because they're like, oh, he
0: understands.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I grew up with three sisters, you know. It's like I, I get it. Right. That's I think that's the biggest compliment that I always get. And then the other thing is that everybody says that I have clear skin. Oh
0: no! Nice. You're, so you're very well hydrated. Yes, yeah,
1: so because I drink a lot of water. But, but that's that's basically it. But I I don't get the oh he looks really good. Nah, I have never gotten that. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. No, no, you no. Know? I never,
0: I've never even
1: gotten that. No, no. I don't not get once. That. I, you know what I get? Yeah, I he's not wearing a sweatshirt <laughs> or a t-shirt. Hmm.
0: <laughs> He's got a lot
1: of confidence. He's got a confidence wearing a button down. <laughs> hey, you look good. You look good. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But yeah. I, don't, I don't get those other type of compliments. Yeah. Never have.
0: I, yeah, I get that. Oh, you dress nice. Mm. Oh, you know I, You know what's my favorite compliment? I did get a compliment. And this, this happened recently. I'm pretty happy about it. Because I don't get a lot of compliments. But I got it. Um, I was driving my kid off of school. And as I'm walking back towards my car, someone's behind me. And the woman goes, and I and no, I think I cut her off when I was walking. I didn't see her. I was looking at my work email on my phone. And I asked, and I said, oh, my apologies. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. She goes, oh, no, that's fine. She goes, I, I love looking forward to your smell every day. What? And I was like, my smell? I was like, and I didn't know what to do at first. I was like, do I stink? And she goes, she says you smell so good. And she was <laughs> like, I was like, all right, bet. Yeah. <laughs> walking in the house. Hey, I smell good. That was the first answer to Erica. So she <laughs> got to do it. I was like, hey, did you know a <laughs> brother smells kind of good? <laughs> 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 that's the best compliment I guess. And then she's like, yeah, yeah, but you know Jason. <laughs> Listen, man. <laughs> Look, man, I got to count my wins, man. I don't, I don't get a lot of W's out here. I got to no, count them, man. No, I hear you. Oh, man. Um, that, that's spot on. Um, you know, have, so, did, a lot of things happened while we were on this hiatus. And we, so, one of the things that happened was Squid Game.
1: I haven't seen it. You would just shut your mouth. Dude, I didn't have the energy to open my
0: eyes. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Squid Game. Alright, so I'm not gonna spoil it because we'll save it for the next podcast. No, but no, yeah, you can. No, I'm just gonna tell you the premise. I'll just tell you the basic premise. Um and then we could lead to what what I want to ask you. Okay. So Squid Game, the basic premise of the show is uh there's a guy, obviously, and this is a Korean film. And it's the number one streaming. Uh, show on Netflix right now, and it has been. It, it got the most number of streams, and it's a series, and basically the guy is a guy uh, who's down on his luck. He's in debt with people gambling. He's in debt with... He's just down and out. He can't see his daughter. He looks like a straight sucker. His mom is sick. He just has no money. And he come across a, a, some gentleman who gives him an opportunity to basically come to this sort of uh, place where he could win like big money. With the opportunity to win big money. So think of it as like, yo, somebody's coming up to you, like, yo, Frankie, you wanna go on this game show? You wanna go on this thing? You can walk away with millions. I'm okay. talking millions, dog. And he's gonna be like, Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Thing is, he don't realize when he gets taken to the place, and they're all like childhood games. So you're playing games like Tug of War, you're playing games like Red Light, Green Light. Um, but what he doesn't realize is that when you lose, it's not that you just get kicked out the game, you get killed. <laughs> Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> like, you get bucked. So you're going to see memes all around with people playing red light, green light, getting like, tore up. And it's so funny. I, I saw a lot of memes. All, if black people was in Squid Game, what would it be? It'd be basketball. But um, it was pretty funny. But anyway, i wait till you watch the show. show is the number one streaming show on Netflix. It's actually a very compelling show. And basically, at the end of the day, you get to see, obviously, all the different characters of the show made these very – and there's, these are sensible people. These are people who are like everyday people who are seem like good people. Like, hey, I don't want to harm you. I want to help you. I'll give when I can. Blah blah blah. Like, seem like good people, but they're put put in a situation where their life is on the line and they're being pitted against one another. Well, they're playing they're playing the game. And now you see these people, you know, making decisions that they probably wouldn't make under different circumstances. And so the rapper Meek Mill, he tweeted because he was watching the show. He's all into it, and he says this Squid Game show is a lot like what's going on in the hood. And his metaphor was that you, you put people without jobs, you give people with no opportunities, and this is the systemic of what the hood is like, where people basically are killing each other and doing all these things to try to get ahead. Right. So my hot take on that is twofold. One is that, yes, I do think people in impoverished communities are come up in this cultural lifestyle where they are pitted against one another and they don't have the education background to pursue other things. Right. But I, I won't say that um, the opportunities aren't there. I do think that people who have been criminalized don't have as many opportunities because once you go to jail and that's on your record. I mean, I was watching Ant-Man the other day and Ant-Man couldn't even keep a job at Ben & Jerry's. So, like... <laughs> so, and that's the realest junk. So, if you have a criminal record, you can't really get too many jobs because nobody want to trust you. The, I mean, our our society, the way we treat even minor offenses, is crazy. Like, because you have a record. Right. So, um, I thought it was an interesting take on it. I mean, it wasn't... I gotta wait till you watch it so we can really chop it up. But I thought that was really interesting. Uh, the other thing I thought was interesting was... Uh, I'm sure you saw the news about Dave Chappelle. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> So, Dave Chappelle released a stand up called The Closer. Um, So, right out the gate, let me just get this out the way. I love Dave Chappelle. (laughs) I think. I agree. He's one of the funniest comedians of our time. And let me. So, my favorite stand up growing up. All right. Yeah. My favorite stand up growing up is Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy Delirious and Eddie Murphy Raw. Two of my favorite stand ups of all time. I I agree. I I I, and I listened to Richard Pryor. I heard Red Fox. I've heard Chris Rock. I've heard Gary Shanling. I heard tons of comedians. I'm gonna throw
1: one out there. We're not supposed to talk about them, but I also listened to Bill Cosby. Oh, I listened to Bill Cosby. Was very interesting for that back in the day. It was very interesting.
0: If you remember Eddie Murphy, Roy, he talked about Bill Cosby. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah. So Eddie Murphy's up there. Dave Chappelle has. Slowly climbed the rankings. But I don't want to talk about how much my I love David Spill. I want to talk about more about the backlash. So in his stand-up, did you see it, Frankie? Yes, I did. In his stand-up, he touched on uh, a certain community. Uh, Is the LB... I'm going to mess this up. So I'm just going to say that the community of pride. The pride community. Perfectly said. Yeah, because I I don't know all the letters or, or symbols. Right. But yeah, that, that community, he touched on it. Specifically the trans community. Right. And they were offended by his jokes. So let me ask you something: When does a joke go too far, Frankie? For you, like, wh- wh- what what is, is crossing the line for you? Um, I, I know where it is for me, but I'll let you go first.
1: Oh man! <laughs> See, this is when you know that this is definitely improv. Yeah, because Frankie's spinning. I'm like, he's now spinning around my hips. I'm like, what
0: the he, hell? He's sitting there looking around the room, like, what the? You're yeah, just I'm gonna like, throw these questions out? Here. Yeah, this is this is
1: how we do our show. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. I don't mind comedy. Uh huh. I don't mind crossing the line. Mm-hmm. As long as do, you have a reason to cross the line. Well said. Okay. Because listen, if you heard Eddie Murphy and you heard Richard yes. Pryor, you heard Red Fox and you heard people other, even yeah. today. Yeah. You listen to is it, the Gary Owen? is, the, name the, is the comedian? Yeah,
0: I think so. Yeah, Gary Owen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh.
1: He crosses the
0: line a lot.
1: But he knows how far he can. Bill go. Burr. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: Don't even get me a start, but keep going. Yeah,
1: but they 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 crossed the line. Now, I will tell you Gary Owen right now, every so often he's getting beat up now.
0: Yeah. yeah. Because I
1: think he's crossing that line a little too much, uh-huh. but he he has his history. Yeah. So, where where's the line crossed? It's to me it, when you take it personal to a direct person. Okay. So, so like I can understand where Chappelle is talking about the community how they going against him. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But they're not realizing his job. Yeah, he's a comedian. Yeah, this is entertainment purposes only. Yeah, he's throwing out experiences he explained Mm -hmm. about a a specific person that he became friends with. Yep, but guess what? Mm -hmm. It's comedy.
0: Yep. So that's the that's where I'm at with it, Frankie. So for me, I am even more lenient to the point that honestly, I really don't think it's. Offensive unless it's not funny. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> like, because if the joke hits, I don't care if you're making fun of uh, black people, white people, Asian people. If the joke hits and it's it's funny, it's clever, I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna laugh. I'm laughing. I'm laughing. Absolutely. South Park has for years <laughs> hit every demographic of people. <laughs> I yeah. grew up with South Park. Yeah. So. It's gonna take a lot to offend me. I grew up on All in the Family. Uh, Archie Bunker. Archie Bunker. If you don't know who Archie Bunker is, go back and watch that show. That show it crosses
1: hundreds of lines. Not not only does it cross lines, it actually crossed a line and created other shows. Yes, they crossed the line. The Jeffersons. Yes, the Jeffersons, because Jefferson was the neighbor. Yeah, and then they gave him his own show, and on that show, they crossed. The line just so, of times.
0: Saying all that, and I do get it. Everybody's The argument back is that, Rashawn, things have changed. Things that you said back then you wouldn't say now. Blah, blah, blah. I get it. But at the end of the day, it's still the same craft. Like, no one was outraged when Dave Chappelle had his skit show and he was imitating white supremacists as a black man. No one was offended when he was dancing like a crackhead on his show. No one was offended when he played as a slave on his show. So it was all he, he, ha, ha when he's dissing black folk. But the moment that he talks about this one community, oh, you, whoa, buddy. He crossed the line. We need to boycott Netflix.
1: Well, what did he we, say? He, what did he say? You guys forgot one thing. I left $50 million exactly. on the table. This because the he knew where he was, where it was going. Exactly. He knew.
0: He knew how far he can go, but he also yep. saw what they were doing to him. And all that, Dave Chappelle's established. Like, he, he's cemented as one of the greatest comedians of our time. And he is financially good. He lives out in Idaho or Ohio, somewhere Ohio. out in the sticks. He, it's a community of 13,000, maybe less than that, 10,000 people. He owns a farm. He owns his land. His, he has money for generations. And anywhere he go, he could sell a ticket. Absolutely. So if you think you're going to cancel him... You, you're wasting your time and your breath. So, uh, again, I sympathize because I definitely feel like you can't tell somebody to not be offended about something. Right. Because what offends me, you may not offend me. I may sit here and laugh, and you may feel like that same joke for you was offensive. So, so, so here's the best part of that. So, yeah.
1: you know, you got a lot of people that are going to be going against. Yeah. What, Chappelle, they're going to be going against. A lot of people because of what they're saying. Yeah. But what they tend to forget, okay, is that we live in a world of social media. You know how easy it is for a comedian who's financially stable to say, "Okay, you threw me off of Netflix. Okay, you threw me off of yeah. Hulu. I'm going to create my own channel.
0: Create their own platform.
1: My own platform. Yeah. Guess what? I'm going to put it out there." Yeah. I'll have my own channel where I can put whatever I want and I can and you can't even and you, you can't, can't, can't regulate. Do it. You can't me do anything, anything to it because it's mine. Yeah. Okay, I'll he, throw my own distribution, and, you know so funny? and there's nothing they can do. They're going to be the ones listening.
0: Yeah. Because they, like, they're like, waiting to find something else.
1: Right. Because like when Howard Stern came on back in the day, yep. which I'm a big fan of Howard Stern, um, he turned around and said, who were listening to him the most? The people that hated him because they wanted to know what he was going to say next. Exactly. So if they decide they're going to take Chappelle off the air, and they're going to take all his Netflix away, uh, specials away, okay, that's fine. But he has the power to turn around and go, you know something? I could throw my own podcast out there. I exactly, because he owns the rights to his exactly. stuff. Exactly, you know, he's not stupid to say Netflix, this is all yours. Yeah, no, he still owns. it. He Those owns his the piece. stuff. So guess what? He can
0: just start it up again. So instead of fighting with him, either just just ignore it. Ignore it. If it's not your it's, cup of tea, just don't drink it. Exactly. So I mean, like that's my big thing. Like if it, if it bothers you, like I don't, I don't get offended. Like for example, I'll never forget Quentin Tarantino when he did that movie Django with oh Jamie Fox. God. You got Leonardo DiCaprio playing a slave master. Yep. <laughs> I didn't hear no one up in arms. Nope. Did you hear anything from the black community? Like, hey, you can't be saying that. You can't be doing it. No. Because yeah. it was a good movie. It was a great movie. <laughs> it was a great movie. But
1: Quentin, Quentin Tarantino's a freak.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. He, he's, he's he's definitely he's, out there. He's
1: definitely out there. We're not even going to talk about him right now. Yeah,
0: no, I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole. That's a whole but that's other But that's a thing. totally different but, show. Yeah, like you said. So what is your favorite stand-up, Frankie? What, what do you, what's your... What's your go-to? I already said Miles delirious and real, Which by the way, if the prod community was to go back and listen to Delirious when early eighties, where he's talking about AIDS and some of the things that he said back then. And they even asked Eddie Murphy before coming to America too came out. They said, Do you regret any of the things that you he says, No. At the time, this is what we knew. At the time, this is what I you know, we made fun of. Like this was like I went based on it at the time. Like he goes, You can't judge me by What I did said in my twenties versus who I am now. Like, yeah, would I say repeat some of those things that I said back then? Probably not. Most likely not. Oh my god, I just stepped into something else, Frankie. I'm about to totally sidetrack. Real quick, give me give me your favorite comedian. I mean, your favorite stand up, and I'm gonna dive into this. Well,
1: favorite stand up uh, from growing up is obviously Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Um, He was definitely one of the people that I actually listened to, and I learned from. Yeah. Because he taught. Every story, everything he talked about was a story about something that yeah. has happened. Yeah, in his one life. One way or another, okay? So he always said that if you're going to do something, be sure there's a story behind it. Exactly. Just don't put it out there. Be sure that you know what you're talking about. Exactly. So the whole thing, you know, the Goonie Goo Goo. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get that. The ice cream guy. Yes. Yeah, have a story behind it. I love the way he did it. Yeah. Okay? He, he was,
0: impersonations, everything. Impersonations, like, were kill good. I was a big Richard Pryor fan. Oh, yeah, Rich, Rich is the man.
1: But why? Because Richard Pryor never looked at the audience. If you ever watch any of his shows, you're going to see that Richard Pryor got up there, grabbed the mic, mm-hmm. and he just kept walking back and forth, yep. telling his story. And then that was it. Whether you liked it or not, say this is say. what it is. Yep. Boom. Done.
0: Yeah. Facts.
1: Two of my favorite.
0: A comedian that I liked is not. As raw as them. Oh, I think I know who you're going to say. You're going to say it. I know. It. No, I, I, know no. I already know who you're going to say. First initials, G? Yeah. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Gabriel Iglesias.
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, who you thought?
0: George Carlin.
1: No, I was going to talk about oh. George Carlin, but I'm going to tell you about George Carlin. Gabriel Iglesias
0: today. Yes. Fluffy. He's fluffy. the man. Fluffy. He's the man.
1: His delivery? Yeah. It could be the dumbest joke. Uh-huh. It makes no sense. But the delivery that this man puts, yeah, on every single one of them, it, it's spot hilarious. On, he's spot hilarious. On. Yeah.
0: Now George Carlin, George Carlin, bro. Now
1: here's a here's a thing about George Carlin. You know George Carlin was that little train conductor. Yeah, he
0: was on the, the Thomas the Train. He's yeah. the engineer. He went from George Carlin, yeah, to, to that, this guy, which is crazy. And they went back, and they went back to George Carlin. Back. <laughs> he was on Sesame Street. Yeah, and they went back. Can you imagine how traumatizing that was for me as a kid? I'm like, to see he's George not Carlin supposed to be saying here, that? <laughs> going there? Yeah.
1: George Carlin was the was
0: Gene Bro. So, Way ahead of his time. That dude is Nostradamus to me. No.
1: So I'm going to give you my all-time favorite. Okay, go ahead. Robin Williams. Oh. And I'm going to tell you why. This man would turn around and he says, I'm going to be performing at Radio City. Walks in, gets the bottles of water, right? Uh-huh. Takes off the wrappers, the, uh, the brand. Yeah. Takes it off, puts it on the table. Says, give me a mic. Covered the mic, the logo of the of the company.
0: Oh, he'll cover the, yeah.
1: Because George, uh, Robin Williams said that he will not promote anybody. He wants it to be about him. Yeah. About his stories. There's not a comedian out there like him that went on stage with a piece of paper with a dot that had 20 minutes of material. A dot, yeah. A period. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then he'd have like a question mark that took him to something else. Yeah. And that this is what he did throughout his entire career. He each one of his
0: shows was different. Yeah, Ron Williams, He he improv every one of his comedy stands. Not only that, it's crazy.
1: But you take that, and then you take what he did in film.
0: Yeah, oh. That Poet Society, Dude. Awakening, Aladdin, bro,
1: Aladdin, um, Oh Hook, what,
0: what Dreams May Come, bro. Oh my god, this guy Fam. was a genius. You believe them? Yeah, yeah. I love Ron Williams. That's that. That his uh death was tragic for me. Yeah.
1: So the th- and the thing is that people don't understand about comedians. They're alone. Yeah. They're in a room with fifty thousand people, yeah. whatever the amount. Their job is to make them laugh.
0: Yeah, every one of them.
1: But not one of their job that's sitting there is to make him smile. Yeah. yeah. And that's what killed them. Yeah. Depression. Yeah. Sad.
0: It's tough. It's, I think comedians—they say always say most comedians come out of tragedy. Yeah, like they m- usually come out of like dark past because they use the co- the the laughter and the comedy to help yeah. them get through this time, um, to help them overcome it. They use they make fun of it of the tragedies in their life. Like I hear a lot of different comedians, like even when Eddie Murphy when he talks about his childhood growing up, he talks about how his mom beat him with the shoe. How uh, and I mean for us, it's common. I mean in the African American household that your parents popped you. Like I know, yeah, same thing with this Spanish. Right? I mean, so I, I know that was that's a common story, but we all relate to it. But through behind it, look, especially looking at it now, there's a lot of traumatic experiences that you harbor from those experiences and what happened. So those chancletas my mother
1: had that boomerang, I <laughs> used to be around the corner that she used to pop me and go right back into her
0: pocket. She's like, "You ain't getting away." Oh my god! But hold on, before I forget, because I, I when, when I was talking about Eddie Murphy and I, they were talking about his past, I immediately thought of John Gruden in his current situation. Oh wow. Yeah, that's so for those that don't know, John Gruden was the coach of the uh of Ra- uh, the Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders, and a email, a private email he sent to a friend had a lot of uh what do you say, homophobic or transphobic uh he said some racist remarks in there. He said this black dude had lips like a Michelin tires. Frankly, I found it funny um no (laughs) you know it's probably racist but i thought him comparing this guy's lips to michelin tires i laughed
1: (laughs) and you know it was but so here's a conversation i had about that okay that happened what 2014 yeah
0: 2000 almost nine, almost 10 years ago it happened and this is the conversation i had
1: shortly after that i'm like i have this with my kids i said this is the reason why I always tell you, you mm-hmm. have to be careful what you put out there.
0: Absolutely.
1: Because this happened in 2014. Yeah. That's a long time ago. Yeah. So that means that that Your stuff past. is still
0: out there. Bro, mostly celebrities are still running from tweets that they put out there 10 years ago. You have to be careful what you put on social media. You have to be careful what you email Probably, I'm going to tell you right now, Frankie, I'm done for. I can never be president. If someone gets a hold of my group chats that I'm in... <laughs> Yo, you're not the only one. Listen, I, you don't even have to go as far back as ten years. You could go, go three years ago. You go last year. You go probably last week. Probably last week. <laughs> or, you know, we're not running for president. That's for listen, sure. listen. My, 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 and the thing is, again, it takes a lot for me to find something offensive because I, you know, if I have a personal relationship with certain people, I know it doesn't come from uh, a dark place or it doesn't come from. You know, so so I let a lot of jokes. I mean, a lot of my friends are respectful enough to not to throw the n word in my face, so I appreciate that. But a lot of the jokes that we do toe the line of, like, man, you guys, are wow! Like, if people heard the things that we said and or or text, it, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, but you it's, again, these are people that you're friends with. Okay, mm-hmm. like I have my childhood friends that I have a chat that goes on with them for years already, right? Yeah, you know, and. You know, sometimes we have some serious conversations. Sometimes we don't have some serious, and you know, there are conversations like, "Oh, kill yourself, you stupid idiot!" Oh. And this is what they're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but there's no offense to it because they're not saying it to, for me to go jump a bridge. because yeah, yeah. Not like that. We're grown men. Exactly. We're we're busting each other chops, and guess what? After that, we're like, "Hey, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in the neighborhood next week. You want to get together?" Exactly. Like, yeah, okay. Because it's no big deal. But if somebody was to look at my text and go.
0: Oh my God! Oh, he
1: can't run for mayor. Look what he told this guy back exactly uh, three weeks ago. And then
0: you get zero context, and then you don't know what like the joke, or you don't get any of that. So this whole thing with John Gruden, like, don't get me wrong, some of the things that he said in there, pretty, it's foul. I don't agree with the things he said, but again, I don't know the context of those conversations. They were private conversations. We're only seeing. We're only seeing what the media replied. Yeah.
1: What he said. We are not we seeing what was said to With the to other him. party. Exactly. And that's where the problem is. And yeah. this is what I always... I told my kids. I said, do yourself a favor. Don't put yourself in that predicament because 10 years from now... Exactly. You're going to end up in a position they're going to be like, oh, look what she put out there. Well, yeah,
0: look what she was saying. Oh, look what she said. Yeah. And they,
1: they're going to take it out of context and it's going to...
0: And you're not... You're all, In America, you are guilty before proven innocent. Oh, absolutely. So, like, you're guilty in a public eye. This guy already has lost his job. He's lost dozens of endorsements. He lost. He's basically now a pariah of society. So, like, now he has to go into hiding. And it's crazy because, again, there's still so much information we don't know. And the thing is, a lot of his players still stick up for him. A lot of his players still love him. A lot of his players still are like, dad, it's really messed up. We'll try to give him the help he needs. We'll still love him, try to uplift him. Um, but I just think it's foul. I don't think. I think everybody has a pass, especially our generation.
1: Yeah, he's gonna end up an ESPN español.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be like goal. Bro, no, that's a different think, type of football. But yeah, you're there. I don't think he's gonna be anywhere near sports. <laughs> no. I think he's done for. He better go. Into yeah, the, he might. He might be like. A he'd judge. be lucky. He could be a little league coach at this point, oh, yeah. man. They're killing him right yeah, now. He can't, yeah, it's, they, they, it's, they, they he can't even leave his house. Yeah,
1: they even said he can't even leave his house. And nuts. it's sad. It, it really is. But again, it's one of those things that you know you think that you're having a private conversation with somebody that you're friends with, and basi- I'm not, basically just—do you think it was like a friend that
0: probably leaked it, or do
1: you think he got hacked? Like, how did that get out? Oh, there was an investigation being done by the NFL about emails. Somebody, somebody dropped the Somebody, a on him. yeah, absolutely.
0: Somebody didn't like him and just said, like, yeah, it, that's wrong, because yeah. you messed up this dude's whole life for yeah. over. But again,
1: this is this is a country that, that we will forget it. We'll, we'll go through it right now and then. Slowly, yeah. He'll he needs up, another big headline yeah, or something else. Yeah, so he'll eventually end up like uh doing like a like an infomercial for like a microwave or something like that, and slowly come back. And it happens. Yeah, you know, like I'll give you an example. Roseanne, okay. Roseanne, oh wow, yeah. Roseanne, she did her thing. Yeah, right. They took her off. The Connors are still going. On that show's still strong. It's yeah, actually A pretty yeah. good show, Um, but they took her off of TV, and then one of the one of the stations said. We're putting her Roseanne show right back on.
0: Wow, they are. I yeah, so know.
1: you go on. You go on it on the cable networks. Yeah, um, and mind, you can now watch. You, you can stream. You, could, yeah. you can watch almost every episode of Roseanne. It's amazing. So it's gonna take time. Yeah, because as much as 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 tough as we are in this country yeah. about like attacking people when they do wrong, we only attack them for seventy two you know seventy two hours.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A week or so. I, I, America <laughs> has ADD. Yeah, we oh. do. We do.
1: <laughs> because what's gonna end up happening is slowly she'll come back. Yeah, and guess what? She'll she'll be.
0: Back to where Listen, she was. If George Bush could do it, anybody could do it. But <laughs> Preach. <laughs> you should have said that like a preacher. <laughs> no, if George right. Bush can do it, if George yeah, Bush could do it, do it. <laughs> if he th- could rise back,
1: <laughs> can I get an amen?
0: <laughs> you know, what, let me ask you so since we talk about all these celebrities, what, what would be like your top three celebrities? Like, like, I don't think I could ever be starstruck, but who would like your top three, let's say your top three celebrities that are alive that you would be probably a little starstruck or you would love to meet in person?
1: Oh God! There you go again. There I know.
0: So I'm so random. I'm all over the place. But like, yeah, like you, you like if you had an opportunity, like Do they have to be celebrities. Like it, it could just like, be, it could just be pe- like, all right, people who are well known.
1: Okay, I'm gonna I'm tell you one person that I look at and be like, yeah, I can hang with him. And if I was ever to see the opportunity, yeah, to meet him, yeah, i would be a little starstruck because I think he's, but I think he's more cool than star. Okay, all right, I roll with it. Okay, I I think that like Mark Wahlberg. Is okay, a guy that I can you hang like Mark?
0: You like Marky Mark? I like I like him
1: <laughs> as a character.
0: Ted hysterical. Oh, okay. okay. He is funny in Ted. Okay, the other movie that he I like a him top? in Four Brothers. Oh, Four Brothers. Yeah, the, that's you know, my movie. That's, that's my, my movie. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even talk about Four
1: Brothers. That's a different role. But I I look at him going, you know, something? This is a guy that I think that I could just I could chill with. Yeah, guy gets up, he's like, yeah, I get up at four in the morning. I work out. He goes work know, out. he you know? chills, and I you know, then I go to church. Yeah, And I take my kids to school. Then I. I go back to working out and then I go do my show and then Yeah. I, it, it, but he, he has such yep. a normal life. Yeah.
0: And he's got multiple ventures that he's into, like different businesses. And he is coming up. Like he, yeah. he's making big money. A lot of people don't know.
1: No, he's he's probably one that I would like to like to chill with. Mm-hmm. Um somebody that I mean, and you probably don't even know who this guy is. Um, but um that I like I would be starstruck. Yeah. Like 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 like, in complete shock, is um, he used to be a world chess player. Okay. His name is Gary Kasparov.
0: Oh. All right. A chess player. A frankly. chess player. A world. So, here we are. We're Robin Williams, a genie. He's like, Frankie, you can meet anybody you want to meet. And you're going with Mark no. Wahlberg and a chess player. Gary Kasparov. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen. Because well, you got to play You him. said alive. Uh, alive. We're going to do alive and we'll do dead. Okay. We'll, you we'll said do, alive. So, yeah, we're not even talking okay. about Robin listen. Williams yet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Alive. I love it.
1: Gary Kasparov. Uh-huh. um because when i started learning how to play chess he was actually the world champion right that's awesome and he always and, and he always talked about and and again this is in the newspaper because we didn't have social media like we did uh-huh. he always said that the great chess players in the world know that the pawns are the soul to
0: chess wow so he said it's those is little ones yeah they set up
1: th- those little ones those little moves that you make with the little pawns is what makes the game strong makes you makes you think because you know obviously the the goal is to to you get know, the king to, yeah to, like to, to lock the king in a spot yeah, where he yeah. can't move that's why you get checkmate but he said it's the little pawns yeah that make the right moves that make you stronger and I always kept it so whenever I played and I was actually really good at one point I always remembered that pawns are the soul of chess so you ah, you, okay. you you take the
0: moves I'm trying that to, you need chess. to do
1: um, but it was actually one of those things that if I was to meet him, I'd okay. actually thank him because yeah. he taught me how to use my mind a different way. Look so instead that. of getting pissed off at everything, look at everything. Oh, hey, hey, he go Frankie.
0: here he go into the deep waters. But, see, but, I apply chess to life.
1: <laughs> but you know, because I, I think your daughter said it one time. Uh-huh. She said, "What well, she say? Frank always looks at everything different." Uh huh. This is chess, baby, not checkers. Exactly. <laughs> but but that to me that that to me meant like like don't get mad. Yeah. Find your next move.
0: Exactly. Plan so, ahead. Yeah, yeah, plan
1: ahead. You don't have to plan three moves, five moves. One move. That'll get you to the next one.
0: Man, you threw me off on his chest, but I, I'll All go right. with it. All right, so give me All number right. three. Who's number three? Oh so we got God. Mark Wahlberg. We got the, the grandmaster of chess. Oh, man. And who's your who's your final pick? The, oh my the, final we're my to pick. Oh, God. I'm, you're making my picks look really boring, by the way. The ones that I have in my head. And maybe I need to think more about this. But Yeah,
1: that'll teach you to throw something at me. I
0: know, I know. I, mean, I should have probably been thinking, uh, but I'm too mesmerized by your your chest pick. Uh,
1: <laughs> and, uh, oh my God.
0: All right, you want me? I'll go in and Yeah, you, you go ahead, because I, I got to right. think about this. All right, so if I had a pick, obviously everyone knows I want to meet Sade. Sade, that's a totally uh, different story. Listen, listen, I got to meet Sade. <laughs> listen, I just need to, I would like to just meet her just to be like, because I love her story. And I like how she went about her celebrity life, like trying to stay out of the limelight. Like, she just basically steps out like a queen. Like I'm here, sells a billion tickets, disappears into the nothingness. I love that. I just I would like to just meet her. And, but the thing is, I, I always feel like whenever you meet one of your, not your idols, but one of the people you look up to or you you really enjoy, it's like what do you say to them? Like what do you? Say oh, sorry. Like, what do you say to them? Do you say, hold the mic? Yeah, no. Do you say, uh, man, you, I love your music. Duh. So do 900 million other people. Uh, you really inspired me to do what? I just enjoy your music. <laughs> like, to, I, to play I just, it again. So, like, obviously, Sade's there for me. Michael Jordan is self explanatory. Everyone knows that I'm a Bulls fan. I, I've been a Bulls fan because of Michael Jordan. I saw him play in person, and he made me love basketball. So, like, it, and again, I wouldn't even know what to say to MJ. I, I, uh,
1: That's a tough one because like, everybody, everybody, everybody loves Starstruck MJ. Everyone
0: him. like I don't. I'm gonna be stupid. Like I wouldn't know what to say to Michael Jordan. Like he, he's gonna be like, Hey, how you doing? Uh, I'm fine. I think. Uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't know what to say. I love your sneakers. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even know where, where you begin the conversation. So anyway, so mine would be Sade, Michael Jordan and of course, um, The Rock. The Rock. The Rock. And I'm gonna tell you why. I watched this guy career from Rocky Via in the w w f not w w e he was Rocky mavia. I watch him from a early rock like an early wrestler, and I used to think this guy was the biggest dork on television, and to watch his rise from that from that cheesy do goody wrestler to becoming what he is known as the rock from Rocky mavia to the rock, and then watch him transcend wrestling to become this big blockbuster entertainer uh movie guy to see his story and the thing is when you gotta understand when the rock came out nobody knew what race he was they just said who is this sort of he's white or black i don't know and he's doing these movies and he's this big there was like we had arnold schwarzenegger and that was it and sylvester stallone and then right. you have this guy who looks nothing like anything in hollywood and he literally takes over
1: but the funny thing is that he's like, uh, we have this movie that we want you, we want you to dress up with a tutu. Okay, tutu. I'll take yeah,
0: it. I'll take it. He was a two fairy, <laughs> bro. He took on every job. But the thing is, and even though these, even his worst movies were still entertaining. He had like this crazy magnetism that make you go, I want to see The Rock do this. He was CGI as the Scorpion King. Yeah, and I was still like, yo, The Rock killed that. Like, I, I don't know. like, I, And yeah. the thing is, when you hear his story, how he basically has seven bucks to his name, I think he named his studio or whatever after, yeah. like, seven Bucks studios, because that's all he had in his pocket. He was, like, homeless. To go from homeless to becoming people's sexiest man alive, yeah. it's crazy. And worth, like, hundreds of millions of dollars. He has his own tequila brand. The, had, Under Armour pays him a huge endorsement deal for his sneakers. And this guy, like, I, I would like to just pick his brain and, know, and talk to
1: him. the show that he had on HBO. They the reason you know, the reason why they cut it, right?
0: Which one? Oh, Bowlers, bowlers? yeah. They couldn't afford to pay him anymore, probably not. Yeah, he he costs more than the NFL players they have featured on there. Like, yeah. he is he was like $845,000 an episode,
1: bro. His they were like, we just can't do this anymore. Can we get the Little Rock? It's crazy. <laughs> Yo, can
0: we get Pebble? With <laughs> Pebble, <laughs> yeah, because that's 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 who he is. You it's crazy. but his his rise, like. Is crazy when you and I, and the thing is, I've been fortunate to watch his whole career through my life. So I've been watching him hit each milestone and I'm just blown away. Like, I'm like, yo, if I can meet The Rock and just again, I would probably be stuttering like crazy because I wouldn't know where to begin, but, um, I think I, I, I think that would be a cool person. I do want to meet Ryan Reynolds, too, so I'll give him an honorable oh, mention. I like Ryan Reynolds. I like Ryan Reynolds I just, I just a lot. Like, that is, like, is my guy, yo. I, I just like the way he's... Yeah, like, I like the way he, he thinks. thinks. I like his comedic timing. He, I've, I've been liking him since Van Wilder days, but oh yeah, he's come a long way, too. I like Ryan Reynolds. He's the man. But yeah, did you get your third pick?
1: So, uh, this is a tough one because uh, uh. You know, it's like three minutes to think. Oh, my God. But <laughs> I, I, I think that somebody that I would love to meet just... So I can pick his brain because yeah. I think the guy's been in some of the, some of the best movies out there. Is Ed Norton Jr.
0: Ooh, that's a solid pick,
1: yo. It's, so think about it, Rounders,
0: yeah,
1: Twenty Fifth Hour,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh the Italian Job. He, he was in he was an Italian job. Yeah, I remember Mark Wahlberg the, in yeah, it. Yeah, he was the evil guy. Ah, duh. Yeah, wow. So Fight Club. Um, American History X? Yes, American History this X. This guy has range. Range. He was an incredible Hulk, bro. Yeah. yeah. This guy
1: has range. He's yeah. He's probably I don't want to call it underrated, but he's like a sleeper. He's he was like,
0: also uh I think married or with Sama Hayek for a long yeah. period of time. So he's he's the man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did good. He but, did good. But
1: his his acting ability throughout like oh, I yeah, I, yeah. I would love... like the 25th hour. You know when he's looking in the mirror and yeah. he starts going in that rant yeah. and then he goes and you Dominicans you make Puerto Ricans look good you know and I'm like
0: yeah Whoa, yeah yeah what yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, hell? yeah yeah you know
1: this guy's nuts yeah he he touched, yeah. he tells
0: a lot a he lot tells of... a lot
1: that that, that rant, American
0: History X was crazy no. bro yeah. that that movie
1: he's he's probably the one that I would be like yeah I definitely would have to meet him and I would and I would be starstruck okay and I'm not person like that cuz listen when I worked in New York I used to be in the I used to work um in Soho and RMM mm-hmm. Records we used to be right, right there and I used to be in the elevator with Celia Cruz, Tito Puente, Mark wow. Anthony, uh Victor Manuel, Wow. Uh, all these Spanish celebrities in yeah, yeah, yeah. India yeah. I, and I and I met them. I never starstruck.
0: Yep. Him? You'll would, be starstruck. Yeah. Yeah,
1: because to me I'm like I know the range this guy's gone through. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've yeah. seen what he did. Yeah. And I and I know what he I know that he's restricting himself. Right now. Like and, he's not letting himself go any further. And I wish he
0: wouldn't. You know what it is? I think he's waiting for a movie that gives him that freedom because that was part of the reason why he left The Incredible Hulk. He had a total different vision yeah. for what he wanted I Bruce Banner it. to be. And he felt restricted, which is why when Marvel started going into the MCU, they replaced him with that other guy. But Edward Norton, his vision for and like he felt like they weren't letting him be who he wanted to be. Yeah. And that's why he walked away. Like and that's a million dollar franchise. Like he could have stayed with it for the money, but he was he was thinking me out. By the way, I like Keanu Reeves too. Speaking Keanu up. Reeves is
1: a different a different breed. because yeah. not, I a be star, not, not, I not a great actor. I want not be Starstruck, but I do want to meet him. One I day. do want to meet him because to to he's more of the um. How much are they making?
0: Like, let's take care of everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's, exactly, let's, he's that guy. Let's make this He's that right. guy. Yeah, he he takes care of everybody. he's just generous, and he's that, just, generous and he just you always hear great stories about his yeah. generosity and how he is with people. He's awesome. So yeah. all right, give me your uh, three dead and then we could go into the next thing. All right. So Oh man. Your three dead celebrities. You want me to go all first? Right.
1: Give me yours, because I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you off a little.
0: Oh man, I love it when you throw me off. Alright, I'm gonna be real quick because I know mine. Um clearly everyone knows I'm gonna pick Michael Jackson. I gotta meet Michael Jackson. My, yeah. Michael Jackson is the man to me. You're talking about a guy who's a child prodigy who dominated music for not just a decade, but I wanna say four decades. And his music is still played and he basically spawned Almost every single artist who is inspired by him, from Neo to Chris Brown to anybody you listen to right now, even Beyonce, all take from Michael Jackson as one, and he's one of the greatest entertainers in the world. I think if I ever saw Michael Jackson before him, I'd probably be just like those people who be fainting at his concerts. I'd probably be hyperventilating. I probably would breathe. I don't know. I'd be just like if man, I like Michael Jackson. Like it would've been dope if I would've been able to just talk to him and just I know his, his, you know. I think he gets a lot of flack because he doesn't uh, he doesn't do social he doesn't do media well. But yeah. I think personally, cause hearing the stories of people who actually dealt with him, like Stephanie Mills and uh, Chris Tucker and people who speak to him, they talk about how funny he is. They talk about how how uh personable he is, how he get like he's a total different person than how he is portrayed in the media. And I wish I would have had the opportunity to see that. Um, the other person obviously is Bruce Lee. Anyone knows me, I love Bruce Lee. You're talking about an Asian American man who left his uh, country of Hong Kong to come here to the United States with literally nothing but his clothes on his back and become a force. And then not only that, he 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 was a force in Hollywood at a time where they weren't looking for Asian leads. Mm-hmm. And uh, he ended up leaving the U.S. because they stole his ideas and, and wouldn't let him get a lead role because they thought America wasn't ready for an Asian lead. He goes back home blows up so big through all of his Asian martial arts movies that he choreographed that he put together to become this mega star that the US begged him to come back to do a movie here like begged him like please come back here we want you here yeah and he came back um and just seeing his story and now the biggest thing about Bruce Lee is not just his movies but his philosophy behind it I love Bruce Lee uh he has a lot of great books out there um but yeah so him uh and my last pick of course is Malcolm X I'm a huge Malcolm X fan. Um his his and also his story cuz he started off as a person who as a burglar who broke into homes to go into jail, adopting the uh the religion of Islam, um to then realizing the I won't say the flaws, but his sort of uh perspective about how he viewed Islam was changed over time. Right. Cuz he went from being this man of by any means necessary, almost choosing violence as the way to retaliate to then go into the city of Mecca and meeting other Muslims of different ethnicities. And that kind of changed his scope and how he viewed people and how he viewed the world and even how he viewed his ministry and how that has been changed to do what he wants to do. So I think it'll be great to just have a conversation with Malcolm X. And I think I'll be pretty starstruck if I met him. So those are my three picks. Who do you Damn, got? So, I know. All right. I try to go through it quick because I know we're like in overtime. Then. Yeah, that's okay.
1: This is worth it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right.
1: So I'm going to go with one as a comedian. Okay. Okay. Um, Luke Costello. Mm. Okay,
0: Abbott. Abbott. <laughs> so
1: I'm from Patterson. Yeah, I grew up in Patterson. Um, Costello's from Patterson. The fact nice. of the way his comedy was not only yeah. as Abbott and Costello, but Costello, and Costello himself. Yeah. Um, he was he was another person that didn't like to write stuff down. The who's on first, what's on second. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like ninety percent improv between the both of them. Wow! Because they knew what they wanted to do. Yeah. And the cool thing is that if you actually watch the original, who's on first, what's on second, yeah, behind them, that's School Fifteen. That's the old high school. It's, it was actually a, a grammar school now. School Fifteen in Patterson. So wow. He actually did that, and yeah, he yeah, actually yeah. and he brought back to Patterson a lot. He, he had Costello boxing. Yeah. He had the, the the pool there. Nice. So he gave back to to Patterson a lot. Dope. So that would be my one person like that. As a music, for music, I will tell you that I would pick Prince.
0: Oh, you know what? It was close between MJ and Prince, and it was tough. But
1: but the reason why is because Prince was one of those guys that's like, I'm just gonna put my music out there.
0: Yeah, they were Prince though. I just feel like he does he he doesn't like anybody. Like <laughs> Prince is like his own world. Like, what so, do you say to Prince?
1: It's like it's like okay, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put out the you know Little Red Corvette. Yeah. It's like nobody's talking about no Corvettes. in Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Yo. you know, it's like okay, I'm gonna put it out there.
0: Um, Countless songs he wrote. Yeah. Like he's best the thing. Purple rain. Purple rain is, is okay.
1: So I, I see an interview of his right. Yeah. And he's like they're like well how many peop- how many instruments were there in the in for the music for, the, yeah. for Purple Rain. He said, he, he said the number. I think it was like maybe like 11 or 12. Mm. And he goes, And who was with you? He goes, I couldn't find anybody.
0: So I did. <laughs> I played every instrument. Bro, he taught himself every how to play. instrument every so every that instrument. song could sound the way he, he wanted, wanted it to sound. It's insane. The Prince guy, was so different, yo.
1: Yeah, and then on top of that, it's like, not only am I going to do that, but I'm for nothing. Yeah. I'm wearing these heels that are heels. like this.
0: And I'm jumping off speakers and, and landing in splits.
1: And guess what? You're going to like me because I'm different. Yo. Not only that. Prince is, yo, he's unreal, man. Here's my favorite story of Prince. Have you ever seen the thing with him, and Kim Kardashian? No, what, what do you mean? So he was in concert. He was live. Uh-huh. And he had Kim Kardashian come up the, come up on stage. Oh, really? Right. K- and God. then he's like jam with me, you know. He's like, you know, telling her girl to dance. With him. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and she wouldn't move. He's like, girl, get off my stage. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> look it up it's on YouTube. He's like, girl, get off my stage. He's like, Yo, you you messing up my flow here. Yeah, he's like,
0: get off my stage. That is Dude, hilarious. The guy. The guy's a legend. A Legend. Easily.
1: If I could sit with somebody, I just feel
0: like Prince would not talk to me.
1: No. <laughs> see, I, I think that he'll have a problem talking to me, but I'd be like, "Yo, you want to play some basketball?" He'd be looking
0: at you like, <laughs> be like, "Yo, Jimmy Fallon has a great story with Prince. If anybody, go YouTube and Jimmy Fallon tells a story how he met Prince, and uh, he Jim, Prince found out that he's a good that Jimmy Fallon's a great ping pong player, and he asked to uh, play a game with Jimmy Fallon, and they had Jimmy Fallon picked up played ping pong. I don't want to spoil the story because Jimmy Fallon tells a story way funnier than I am, but. Uh, they played, and uh, it's a hilarious story, so definitely check it out. But Prince is just so mysterious that he deals with you when he wants to deal with you. I just feel like there's no... It's crazy, but I, I think that's a solid pick, Frankie. Yeah. Go ahead. And close yeah. out one more.
1: And my last one would be Roberto Clemente. Ooh. This is uh, the Man. first Puerto Rican in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um,
0: he died he tragically. His, like... He died
1: tragically, but he it, because he has a cause. He was yeah. helping people. He died yeah. in a plane crash. Yeah. All that. Um, how me, old was he like
0: 24,
1: 25. I, I don't remember his age. Yeah. Can, he was can, young no. He was very young. But go ahead, Frank. I don't want to cut you off. One of the things about him that I liked was the fact that baseball was his job. Yeah. But his love was helping people. Yeah. And he went out there and he and he and he and he knew. He knew that that flight was not a good one. Yeah. And but he still did it cuz he wanted to help the people. So yep. to me, I would love to be able to sit with him and talk to him and be like you know, what you do.
0: Yeah. Uh, solid.
1: You know, that would but one of the things I do like about him is that um uh History thousands hit
0: Yeah was
1: against the the Mets. Oh wow. <laughs> that guaranteed him in the Hall of Fame. Maybe he was going to the Hall of Fame regardless. Regardless, yeah. But um yeah, he um he's definitely one of those people that yeah, if, if I if I had the opportunity to turn around and um was able to go back in time to talk to. It would That'd be def- dope. Absolutely. Yeah. And I wear that 21 with pride, man.
0: Awesome. No, that's a solid pick, man. I like that pick. Man. Awesome. So, all right, we're going to wrap it up because um, I do want to touch on investment really quick. Money talks. So I want to talk on touch on money because I, I really want, it's like imperative that I get this out, uh, especially at this time. So I'm going to keep it very super brief. And then hopefully we can pick this up in the next podcast. Uh, the the one thing I want to talk about uh, with money is credit card versus debit card. So real quick, I know a lot of people who like to pay their bills using their debit card, and I'm here to tell you, please stop doing that. The reason being is because I had a situation when when I was in credit card debt, and I had a lot of my credit cards all maxed out. I said, I'm done using credit cards. I'm going to pay down my debt, and I'm going to just use my debit card. So when I started using my debit card and paying down my debt, which was you know a sound decision, made perfect sense, but you realize that you're putting your account number that is tied to your bank account in sort of like the public atmosphere when you're paying with your debit. And the problem is, any event that someone does get your debit card, like they got mine, I had a dude in Alabama who went to Best Buy and just went off on all of his shopping on the day that I got paid. <laughs> he bought he bought a, a Nintendo Wii. He bought TVs. <laughs> he did you good. He took all my money and not only that I had bills that was set to go out from my debit card and my balance. And I woke up one day and my balance was like negative $5,000 between overdraft fees because he was taking all the money out of my account and I was just dying. So long story short, uh, when that happened to me, um, your bank, they have to launch an investigation, uh, to find out, you know, whether your bank account was hacked and all this stuff. And when that happens, they put a freeze on the money that you have in your bank account Which means you can't withdraw any money. You can't do any of that with your money. Like you're pretty much at the mercy of the bank until they complete their investigation, then they give you your money back. But you're so if you're hard up for cash and you have no access to it, you have to wait till they're done and you have to sign an affidavit and you have to go through all these hoops. So I'm saying all that to say this when paying your bills, use your credit card. And as long as you pay off that credit card at the end of the month, you should be in good standing. Not only that, most credit cards, such as Visa, discover and amex especially they have what we call rewards where basically they give you cash back every time you use it so every time you pay your your electric bill every time you pay your cable bill every time you pay bills that you're going to pay anyway use your credit card use your credit card get the points and then use the points to either redeem for points i mean for for credit towards your credit card balance or use it towards uh certain rewards whether it's coupons whether it's discounts whatever it might be that is passive income that you could be leveraging for paying bills that you are going to pay anyway right so i always say definitely use your credit card over debit card uh, if you want to find out what credit cards have the best rewards, once again, as I mentioned before, go to www.bankrate.com. You can actually sort credit cards and you can sort it by whether you want to do balance transfers, whether you want to do rewards, whatever it might be. But you can sort specifically by what you're looking for in your credit card and do a detailed comparison between the cards. So, yeah.
1: So, I'm going to throw a little something on that. So, um,. Some people don't have credit cards. Yes. Okay, So, but they have a debit card. Yes. But the debit card has a logo on it. Yes. So I, yes, I explain to people, whenever you use your debit card, use it as a credit card.
0: Ah, yes. Frankie. And let me tell you the reason why. Uh-huh. So
1: if you use it as a debit card and something happens, that goes against your account. Yep. Now, if you're, doing, you're using it as a credit card... The credit card company is going to give you your money back a lot quicker than your actual bank will. Exactly, And they'll put the money back there and goes, we're going to continue the investigation, but we're going to give you your money back. And if we find out that it's fraud on your end, we'll deal with it. But if it's fraud on somebody else's end, we're okay because we gave you your money back. Exactly. So don't, don't go to the supermarket and use it as a debit and throw your PIN number in there. Exactly. Go to the register and tell them, I want to use this as a credit. They're yep. going to tell you, ugh, they're going to give you that attitude. Because they make more money off of the debit.
0: Yeah. And then not only that it's the immediate cash. Because yeah, now it's from one institution to another. Right. They don't have to worry about So the use payment. it
1: use it as a credit because then the the actual bank, whether it's you know, Visa, MasterCard, whatever it is, they're actually gonna it's gonna be easier for you to get your money back than actual your bank where your funds are.
0: And once again, if you use it as a credit, you can once again still keep redeeming rewards. So Visa has Visa Extras. So you could get those rewards and be able to apply it to different things, whether it's gift cards, Amazon gift cards, iTunes gift cards, or just even put it towards your balance that you have and pay yourself back and then save the money that you have. So that's my little fun tip. And then last but not least, I have to tell everybody, please buy Bitcoin. <laughs> I don't have enough time because we've been on this podcast a little long. Um, but I want to... Um, Encourage everyone to uh, research and get into Bitcoin. To give you guys a short version overview of Bitcoin. So, in the past, I know everybody, when the internet first came around, we were all alive. We're all older than the internet, most of us. Cause the internet's only don't, been don't start. Yeah, the internet's only been around since, like, what, 96 or something, AOL, when we used to get the CDs in the mail. But anyway, um, <laughs> you... you Internet is not that old, but I remember when the Internet came out, everybody was so scared to put their credit card information there. And they were scared to put it because they were afraid of hackers taking their money and, and stealing their identity, all that stuff. Now you have Amazon, and you pretty much have ClickPay, where you're paying for things automatically with your credit card. You pay your bills, everything, with credit card. You're starting to see over time the digit digitization of money. Even now with Cash App, Venmo, PayPal... You are now able to go to restaurants and so forth and split bills with your friends through these electronic applications. Your money is no longer just the cash. Cash is almost like old-fashioned. It's outdated. Everything is moving towards this new age of digital currency. And in the process of moving to digital currency comes this new form of currency called cryptocurrency. And I want everyone to look at cryptocurrency as a way of encrypting your cash digitally so that you can send it to other people. So instead of you relying on an institution holding your money, you are now in possession of those assets to send it to someone else. So now instead of me going, hey, Frankie, I want to send you some money. Instead of me going, Frankie, I'm going to send it from my PNC account to your Bank of America account. I'm going, no, I'm going to send it from my digital wallet to your digital wallet so that you have those funds.
1: (laughs) I agree
0: 100%. Yeah, so I I know I don't have a lot of time to go deeper into this, but basically it's called peer-to-peer currency. That's the way you should be looking at cryptocurrency. And if you're looking for where you can buy crypto, you can buy it through the apps that I just named. Venmo now has the ability for you to purchase Bitcoin on that platform. Cash App has the ability for you to purchase Bitcoin. Uh, Coinbase is the number one exchange right now that people – Uh, you could buy cryptocurrency. And the reason why I'm encouraging you to buy it is because cryptocurrency, I mean, Bitcoin last year was $10,000 this time. $10,000 a coin. It is now over $60,000 a coin. And I know what everybody's thinking. I don't have $60,000 to put in there. Just like you buy partial stocks, you can buy partial Bitcoins, which they call Satoshis, which basically means you may not be able to afford the full $60,000. But if you put $25 down on it, you will have $25 worth of Satoshis or Bitcoin to hold on to. And as that accrues in value, your $25 will accrue in value. I'm trying to get more. The purpose of me trying to have these money talks is because I'm trying to get more of our people to, and that means everybody not demographic, to acquire more assets. A lot of people play the game of life like they play the game of Monopoly. You can't just keep going around, go collecting $200 and trying to avoid jail. You got to acquire assets. And I know we're about to wrap up, so I know I don't have a lot of time, so uh, we'll dive more into this in the next podcast. I'll try to you know, bookmark this, but for right now, for the media purposes, please go to your nearest exchange, Coinbase. Uh, go to, like I said, Cash App, and just put $25 in. Put $30 And And I know everybody heard of Dogecoin and Shiba Inu coin. Those are altcoins that I, I can't really... I don't have time to really go into right now, but go for the more stable ones of bitcoin or ethereum.
1: And that's about it.
0: That's about it, man. Another solid show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We had a lot of le- uh a lot of gems here. A little bit more serious talk in this podcast this time around, but you know, I guess it's a, it's, it's a change of flow of things, but you know, uh now that Frankie's back. We can get back to the flow of uh cracking jokes and uh get back in the groove. But uh, we hope you guys enjoyed the show. And uh we we it was awesome putting this together for you guys. So you guys have a good one. And peace, love, and a bottle of hair grease. It definitely was a good one. All
1: right, I'm going to finish this one out, and then we'll call it.
0: All right, Frankie, play that mix, man. Let's get the vibes right. Hey. Gotta dim the lights in here. <laughs> oh, you, like this oh. you got to to show <laughs> me love. us begin. This is